1: Welcome to week 87 of a Good Talks Spoiled Golf podcast. As usual, I'm James Richardson and I'm joined with Barry. Hey, Barry. Hey, James. And Will. Hey, Will. Hey, James. Hey, Barry. Hey, Will. Um, now that everybody is introduced to oh. each other... For the first time in a long time. I'm just actually
2: fascinated as to why you chose to go to Barry first. Because I
0: went to you last week first. I was lucky <laughs> to remember that. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: he's so good that way. I'm just,
0: just glad you decided to stay James Richardson this week. As usual, I'm James Richardson. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah case I yeah, yeah. decided to change. Um,
1: if anybody wants to get in contact with us, at PodcastGTS is the Twitter handle. Uh, Gmail, um, email account is at goodtalkspoiled at gmail.com. Um, I suppose, look, looking back, this week is, is our own games and it was the last of the season in Glen of the Downs qualifying. Um, not a whole lot to write home about by by you guys. Uh, you played quite a lot over the, the, the four days, uh, Will.
2: Yeah, I played an awful lot of bad golf.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, let's move on. Uh, Barry, you, you played on Saturday, I think. Uh, tough conditions, 20-something odd points, but... You know, chalk it up to experience and move on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> tough day. But the wind was quite strong.
0: Um, I had a bad day with the putter as well. So you know, when, and the seems like
1: everybody did. Will uh, had twenty putts in that
0: in the front, line. In the front I mean, nine. Yeah, I yeah, thirty seven. So that's dreadful um, for the eighteen, not the front nine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for eighteen. Yeah, no. I so, I found it very. T- I found it tough. It all was tough did. to put because it was hard to because it's windy. It was hard to race the ball because it could get away from you if you're on a down downwind putt, and you don't leave yourself a three footer when it's windy because they're tough. You're getting buffeted around the place. At The same time, if you're if the ball's only kind of running out of steam as it's approaching the hole, it's liable to be pushed and moved around by the wind. So it's hard to judge. How to actually approach your pulling on the day? Do you be do you go with an aggressive or do you just lay it dead and hope one or two drop in and you know take your two putts if you if you're on the green in regulation, which I obviously wasn't seeing as I shot mid twenties and points. No, you know.
1: and I I think according to game book you had one green in regulation I think for the 18 0s Was that low? I think it was oh. that low. <laughs> you see, the only reason Eight, I I know someone that, else says that maybe
0: maybe <laughs> two. Uh, um, no, it was, well, it's
1: two because I yeah. It, the 17th I think i got to get into this game I had too. a couple I had a couple well I, I, I certainly I wasn't playing this weekend I was down uh, in down the country with my wife but uh, I was following it at a wedding uh, on Gamebook which probably isn't appropriate <laughs> I hope they don't listen but uh, while well, they were saying I do I was looking at Barry's scores <laughs> <come up laughs> on the computer and, uh, so imagine like I do. No, <laughs> no! fucking Barry's Birdie the Harpy. What a b- Birdie! And he's double points. Score. So it it, it certainly um, well the I only guy I've I right.
2: personally, you know. And this is the most frustrating thing about playing in the wind. It's so I I can't. I used to be quite good at it. Well, maybe it was because I had a lot a lot more shots at the time without being mm. funny, and you got away with it. So you might be coming in, you know, might be playing off 12 or 13. You mm-hmm. might have had your shots and got away with a few up and downs, whatever. But now the one thing I'm noticing is when I genuinely not being smart or anything, I don't have any shots anymore on certain holes that I would have had shots on. And the most frustrating thing is the wind was so bad, let's say Friday, Saturday and Sunday, I thought anyway, that mm-hmm. you're hitting shots that, that you're trying to play the wind, right? So let's say, for example... And, as an example, the 15th hole in Glen of the Downs is a par 5, right? Mm. Quite a long par 5. On Saturday, it was into us from the right hand side. Mm-hmm. Tough wind, right? So. Away
1: from the outer bounds, which is helpful. It's played away from the outer bounds, <laughs> yeah. but if
2: you, like for example, if you actually have any bit of a kind of a, like a straight shot or a draw shot, right? So for example, I had a lovely tee shot, um, and it pushed it down about 260, 270 on the left hand side of the fairway. It was in that awkward range where you're thinking, I could still go for the green, right?
0: But you have a slight downhill lie, ball's a little bit below your feet. That's, that wasn't a bother, that wasn't okay. a bother.
2: The bother was the fact that in order to play the wind, I had to hit the ball 40 yards out, right of the fair, of the green, which is actually out, over and the outbounds, yeah. right? <clears throat> so I hit the ball with the perfect, perfect shot, where I wanted it to go, and all of a sudden.
1: Dead right. did No wind. Move. But, but you see, I but think...
0: You probably pured the shot, so they, uh, as I say, a well-struck shot doesn't notice the wind. No. I no, wasn't that well-struck. <laughs> no, 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 because I played it with a bit of a draw, so... Well, Sorry, you intended to play it with a bit of a draw.
2: No, I played it with a bit of a draw, so it was drawing, but it's just the wind didn't do as much well, okay. can, can as can it was I, supposed I... to. Sorry, that's just being yeah, completely yeah. genuine. You know, that's I, frustrating I, I think
1: when I'm trying... To, when, when I'm playing in competi- competitions with a lot of wind like that, the one thing that I forget... And I should be doing this while driving to the golf club, when I'm standing on the first tee. I should be taking out the scorecard and going, okay, so like that, it's into your face on 15. I really should be trying to play well on, on 13 and 14, where I, you know, I have the win benefiting me. So that you're, you know, because you're going to have holes that you're going to take a bogey on, but perhaps you're going to get the benefit on another hole when all of a sudden I come off the 18th and go, Geez, you know, I didn't really take advantage of the times that the wind was actually helping in those holes.
2: Yeah, but there's an awful lot of this, people turn around and say, the wind helping. That, well, no, I don't find that the wind <laughs> helps all that much, you know, the kind of, like, can
1: It always turns into your face. But it's not even that it turns
2: into your face, that like, okay, thirteen. the Glen of the Downs is a par 5, index 1, right?
1: Yeah.
2: Now, it's probably one of the hardest greens to hit when there is wind, mm. simply because of the fact that it's surrounded by bunkers at the front and the whole lot. And, okay, granted there is room out the back and whatnot, but when you play that with this wind, the only thing that would help you with is your first and your second shots, let's say, that you get a little mm. bit closer to the green. I think I've only ever made it onto that green in two shots, maybe four times in six years.
0: Yeah. You know that kind of way. you had a really good drive and then a really good wood. Oh, yeah. Because it, the, the entrance is so narrow. Yeah, but it's even your third shot. You know, yeah. Away, well, I, I, I was up short of that. Uh, I had a good drive and a good three wood and I had... Maybe like 50 60 yards, and I took I, in hindsight. I took the wrong club, I took my 56 degree wedge instead of just playing a lower pitching wedge or a nine iron, kind of just a, a, a medium length 50 60 yard pitch shot because the pin was at the front. Instead, I took the 56 and chunked it. So, um, lesson learned don't do that again, <laughs> you know. But it was, you know, I had an instance on the 14th, um, part three, I, the part three a little bit downhill, wins off the left. I aimed just. Accordingly Down At the bunker on the left And uh, You know Allowing for the ball to drift back And struck a beautiful shot The wind didn't touch it So You know These things happen It was Look It's uh, it's something we're going to have to get used to And uh, well, We're moving into out. the win- yeah. winter
1: season now So we're going to be it, used to A lot of wind over and, the next And week. the cold
0: air as well You know The adjusted distances for your irons You know the, the, Those summer distances are gone now
1: Yeah Look I I, th- I think You know and I'm tough to say Like every week You know I've talked to Mark about it because particularly in the Glen of Downs and when we go to Karn and, you know, learning to play into wind like that and, and having these kind of slightly lower three-quarter punchy shots that, you know, don't necessarily look particularly great. They're not the ones that are nice floaty high ones. Yeah, but but they, they they, they, they will or... probably work better. And, and, you know, that's an area that I'm concentrating a bit on where, you know, we play both the home course and then the pro ans and things that we go to tend to have wind. I want to just turn to looking at now that the season is over and looking at kind of what the goals he both had over the course of the season. And I suppose I'll start with you, Will. You know, we know from last week, you know, the handicap reduction has been fantastic. You know, I think, what did you start at? 9, 10, roughly? 10.0. 10.0. So you were exactly 10.0. You know, you're now down to six point-ish. Um, yeah, lowest
2: this season, this season was 6.2. I think I'm 6. Like 6.3 6. now or 6.3. Yeah. But, but, 6.
1: but you're finishing at six. So yeah, you're, you're, you're six. going to finish four shots lower. Always tough to do when you're in that kind of category one, category two kind of area where you're not, you know, for every bad round you're getting half of what you got cut the last time. So it's difficult. So a huge achievement. Thank you. And... Um, I didn't say congratulations, but congratulations uh, on it. Thank you. <laughs> um, but in, in relation to it, do you, are you happy with where, you know, was it what you expected? Are you disappointed? Are you looking back saying, if only, or do you pack away the golf gear, so to speak, for this summer and say, do you know what, job well done? Well,
2: there's a lot of different kind of emotions about it, right? I I don't know if i meant, I think I may have mentioned this in, a, in another podcast or another like episode of this, maybe back a while ago. That stupidly, oh, well, it wasn't stupid. It was just a, a bit of a, an unrealistic goal that I set myself at the beginning. It was of the, ambitious, yeah. Ten to scratch, you know, that yeah. kind of way. And I thought it may have been possible, right? But due to certain circumstances, also a lot of pressure that I put on myself, I didn't actually get cut at all for a good while because mm. I was, I was, I was thinking too much about the scratch thing rather than saying, okay, ten to scratch, but let's break it down. Into little, let's just get to eight. Let's
1: get to six. Let's get, to, yeah, let's get you know, to five, four. Three, yeah. Three. So I
2: remember turning around at one stage a few a little while ago, and I think I was about eight, eight, eight point five or something like that, which was still okay. And I said, right, I'm going to reassess my new goal. I'm not going to get the scratch. Right, the newest goal is going to be lower than my lowest, which is seven point seven. And I got to seven point four, and then I set myself baby little targets. Then it was like to try and get down into the sixes. Then it was to actually get down to six. So I've actually reached every target that I've set for myself since I made realistic targets.
1: Are you disappointed the season is over?
2: Um, well, purely for the fact that I, you know, you tend to get depressed when you look out at the weather and stuff like that. But not from a golfing point of view, because I've got down to six. I can now go away, get a few lessons, reassess, see what I need to do, maybe save a few quid to, in order to buy some new equipment, and get, a, as I said, get a few lessons, look at the shots that I'm missing, concentrate on my putting, you know, my short game and then come back next year and hopefully, as I said, my, you know, I won't go into the, we're going to talk about that again, but mm. I'm happy with this year, towards the end of the year, that things started to go better for me,
1: you know. I suppose the same question to you, Barry, you started at ten at points, at 10. I'm here on my golf
0: net on my handicap search just to see where I started. So, I started the season at 10.7. Uh, had a good start I to the year. finished at 10.6. <laughs> uh, good start to the year. Got down to 9.7. So that was my lowest for the year. And then that began my summer of trickling out where I'd have like 14 or 15 very good holes playing to a single figure handicap and then three or four catastrophes that just destroyed me. So I leaked all the way back out to 10.9. Then had a good round, a uh, good little streak of form in mid-September, mid-late September. Got down to 10.1 and I have falling back out to 10.3, where I'm locked in now for the winter. So
1: Can, can I just, because we play a lot, as everybody knows, where we practically play most weekends, if not every weekend, that we're both on, uh, in Glen of the Downs, we tend to play together. I think that there was a moment when you got to 9.7 that the bright lights of the single handicap became oh yeah. very, very real. And I think you put so much pressure on yourself at that point that you actually stopped playing the way you had played to get, get to 9.7, yeah. that you became so obsessed with 9.4 yeah. that, in fact, your head just went to bits. And Orga, I think Orga. there was a very big middle section of this season that, to a certain extent, was lost because of the pressure. Similar to what Will is saying about 10 to scratch, the pressure that yeah. he put on himself. And then the pressure, I think, you put on yourself to to breaking through that big well, barrier. To
0: coin to coin a phrase from what's happening at the Rugby World Cup, quite big at the moment. I got try line fever. You know, I, I I was so close to getting there, and I just kept spilling the ball just before you get to the try line and get the score. So yeah, I think that's probably a, a pretty good synopsis of what happened. Should I said
2: that. I I said that about you a while ago. <clears throat> that it was quite. I remember turning around in the middle of the summer when you got down to nine point seven. And like we were playing in various competitions in the club and stuff like that. And you were on, you were a substitute, you were sub in for a, cu- a couple of them, you know, like I think the metro and stuff like that, you know,
1: because mm. you were down
2: around that and you were playing really good golf. And then all of a sudden it was like you went into a, what would be the word? Um, a hiatus, <laughs> you know, where you, everything just left and you started getting frustrated. And because you yeah, got that yeah. trial line fever, as you said, to coin a phrase like that, you actually then took it out. On yourself. You started
0: feeling being down on yourself. It got very frustrating. I went through a bad patch of the I got really angry for a long stretch of the summer, like a good four, or six week period where it just manifested itself. It I, th- I think amazing. we
1: all forget that we're off six, we're off 12, we're off 10. Mm. You know, that you go, you're you going to, you know, if you take the average 16, 17 is the average handicap in, in, in golf, you know. Is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice yeah. And, and interestingly, and sorry to bore you for 30 seconds in this, but interestingly, if you look at all the equipment and all of the technology, and I'm one who is absolutely guilty of this, if you look back 50 years ago, the average handicap was something like 16.6. The average handicap today, 16.6. It's exactly it's the brilliant. same yeah, pretty much on. 50 years on. So it, 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 the technology is there to help, yes, but actually as a, as a group of individuals, we're not actually getting... Necessarily yeah, just as an asterisk,
0: asterisk... I can't say that word. Asterisk. Yeah, I should never say it ever, ever again. As a weird star thing that you have opposite the pound sign on your phone. There we go. <laughs> uh, <laughs> courses have got longer in tandem with that timeline. So I know they have. No, there There's obviously no, a lot just, of factors. Not, but you're not playing the same... But it's interesting to oh, see yeah.
1: that when we talk about... It. But the point I'm making is, you know, we're expected to make bad shots. You know, we're, we're off handicaps of six mm. nine ten twelve whatever it is the reality is we're not going around in scratch you know you're gonna hit bad shots and i i think just and i don't mean to keep keep going back to you for the moment but I do, think, at I do think i do think that the 9.7 when you started making bad shots you had in your head i'm uh, like i'm nearly a single figure and i'm nearly a scratch golfer so i shouldn't be making mistakes. And you were berating yourself. Yeah. And I think we all do that. I think we all get to the point where we expect to be better, especially if you've gone out and hit 75 or 76, you know, two or three over your handicap or four over the par. And you go, geez, I I, I played to like a four handicap yesterday. And then you go out the next day and you play to an eight handicap. What a disgrace. Four worse than I was the last time. And you get annoying. Well, I will tell
2: you a funny thing, right, that I was talking to a guy when I was playing in Charlesland on... Friday right yeah Friday and I met a guy out there and they were asking me what handicap I was right and I turned around and said I'm a six handicap and they went oh, oh, oh like these guys back 19, <laughs> 19 handicaps mm. and they were like oh you must hit the ball a long way and I said well just because I'm a six doesn't mean I, I hit the ball a long way you know granted I I do, do. <laughs> But it's not the point. The point You're is, just I turn get around the builders to the lads
1: in just to check if the door could be widened for his ego <laughs> to leave tonight. No, no. But I
2: turned around to the lads and I said, "Right, lads, I'll be very, very honest with you. I'm a six handicap by number, but the fact of the matter is, I'm only after coming down from let's say nine or ten to six this year. So realistically, I've had a few good games of golf, but I wouldn't. Eat, I, I still in my head don't classify myself as a six handicapper. Mm. I classify myself as maybe an eight. Because I, I can comfortably play to eight. Mm-hmm. You know, the six thing is only something recent that I have, still haven't to.
1: get developed.
2: Yeah, like so now, like the next thing you do say would be to, to learn how to play to six all the time. Mm-hmm. Then once you've done that, that's when you might get into category one and play, you know, that's when you might start to get out, down to five. Yeah, to lock in the cons- four. consistency yeah, of six, yeah. Exactly. But you also,
1: know. you don't want to yo yo. And that's what no. I found a number of years ago that I could drop down quite a bit and then spend the next season going all the way back out and then you take a bit of, you know, drop back down all the way back out. You want to, and you said this repeatedly to me over the course of the season, you know, consistent small steps so that you can continue to enjoy it but also be playing to your new handicap. That you don't go and shoot 75 or 76 or 77 and then go back to the 90s the following day. You've got to be getting that constant ability to hit sub-80s. You know, and that's that's the benefit. Yeah. In terms of next season, you know, are you intending on? So, very, sorry, hang on.
2: Before you go anywhere, did you to to, to put the question on you because I don't know if you? Yeah, answered yeah, yeah. flip. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> like, you had set targets. You, I, uh, I think you've had a very successful year. I, I say that because of the fact that I've seen you grow and develop on the golf course. I admire the stuff that you have done. I see some of the things that you have. Like, I love the way that you have that little piece of paper. Oh, yeah,
0: uh,
1: my, which gives you yardage. your yardages, your
2: ins, your outs, your... your
1: my my extremes. Yeah. The, the, the dispersion of my best to my worst. Yeah, you're, and yeah. And my I think
2: that is yeah. very, very good. And The way that you reference it and you kind of think about it and all that kind of stuff. The way that your game has developed has been very good. Irrespective of your handicap, which has shot down.
1: Mm.
2: Uh, I think from 16 down to 13 or 12.
1: I was, I was 17 May of 12 months ago. I was I was seventeen handicap. Okay, and what are you? I'm, um what eleven point six? I think I am eleven point yeah, so seven. You're twelve, but so on yeah, the, twelve. On the cusp of I, I got down to the eleven, and then, and then I came back, back from the the honeymoon. So are you a couple of rounds. Yeah. So included
2: in that is the fact that you got married, um, so you lost your testicles, <laughs> uh, which, which is difficult to play golf about.
1: And it's uh, annoying yeah. because they don't even allow me to go to the red tees when you lose your testicles. Do they not? No, they, they still make me play off the men's tees. Ah! <laughs> not even the whites. No.
2: <laughs> but anyway, you, you, you must admit to yourself that you've had a successful year and not even look, because I've only really just played golf. I haven't done much lessons and whatnot. Mm. But like from your point of view, how do you feel you've got on?
1: I, I, oh, no. I, to me, this has been the most enjoyable year for me playing golf. Like I've been playing since I was six years old and uh, what am I now, 32, so yeah, what, 26 years I've been playing golf. This to me was the most enjoyable year for various reasons. One, I was putting together rounds that I was really happy with, achieving goals, but actually more that I was hitting the ball where I wanted to hit it, and that if I was saying to myself, I'm going to hit this to the right-hand side of the green, and I hit the ball, it was going to the right-hand side of the green, where maybe a year ago, two years ago, you'd like it to go there, and maybe it wasn't always going oh, year
0: two A year or two ago, it was like, oh, please just make good contact with this and don't duff it.
1: Yeah, like, I, I, I struggled well, that's a lot. A I where went that's through where we were major, two years major ago. Major and Yeah, I've done a lot of work, uh, and, and I think I couldn't have got to where I am now without the work. Of course. And I don't think it ends now. I think we just moved to another phase. But definitely, from my perspective, I think it's been a great season for me. You know, I had the lowest round in the first round at the captain's prize you know from you really from, want to get over that i know yeah but but you know that to me was an achievement it didn't even count no, that no, that's exactly in history books. he
2: went yeah. out he but he went out with a different head on him he wasn't playing the double round of the captain's prize yeah, but that, going that's off. that's the way you should
1: probably play every year no captain's of course right it's the case that i
2: often disagree with the fact that you were playing a different competition to me Absolutely. i was playing to stay i was playing to not lose it on the first day you were playing to win it because it was the only competition. Yeah, no,
1: No, I accept that, like to me, you can't, it was can't win a competition, competition on, the, on the first day. Maybe we it should was, do his thing. I never, I never had, yeah. I yeah. never had gotten to the point where on a strokes, hundred and twenty odd people, to be the, the best wow. out of hundred and twenty was great. The hole in one was a great achievement. But yeah, I, I think that the fact that I got down to eleven, my aim was from kind of seventeen down right. to kind of thirteen, and then it kind of we had to reassess that, and then we got down. But just also knowing. And I suppose I'll answer the question that's going to be posed to both of you now. You know, looking at next year, you know, there is no reason not to be aiming at no. seven to eight, nine. Certainly, first is to get over the mental barrier of getting into the single figure, mm. and then consistently doing it. And and I want to I want to win some some medals. I'd like to be there or thereabouts in the in the captain's, you mm. know, and and golfer of the year and things like that. But I also want to go to other golf clubs, and and put my golf game on other golf courses and say well actually I'm not just a Glen of the Downs pony like I'm I'm able to go to Carn and play really well I'm able to go to you know down to Charlesland and play an open and actually compete can your handicap travel yeah exactly you know or do I need you know no wind hard fairways and nice wide you know lack of rough to get away with playing to that, which I think at times Glenn of the Downs oh, does I, give you, you know. That's,
2: you know, as that's one of my big things as well now for next year is the fact that I want to travel as much as possible to realistically cement in my own head that I can actually play to the handicap that I am. Mm-hmm. So as I can turn around to people and go, I actually am a six handicap. I'm a six handicap in, in Druids. I'm a six handicap in, okay, now let's not be ridiculous, but, you know, there's a couple of places where, you know,
0: if you, go, yeah. you're not, the, yeah. if you go to the European club, there's no way you're going to play, it. you'd be a six handicap. No. But I then it's I not would,
1: set up for anybody to play to their handicap. No, it, it's <laughs> mean, really it, sure, of course. But if you came off the
2: place, you know, playing to the buffer zone, you know, within three shots of your handicap or something like that. Sensational be day. Sensational, Sensational day.
1: day. But yeah, so anyway. But to give that example, I'd love to go, we've played the island a few times. I've struggled at times to get more than 30 points in the island. Uh-huh. I want to go and play the island and come in with 32, 33, 34, 35, 36 points again going back to I can take it from this course or go down to Mount Julia, play a course mm. and come in with 35-36 points and I think that's the important thing in terms of you Barry do you have any what, what is your goal for next year like I know Will's going to say his goal is to get down to, to the 4s and the 5s and then down beyond that and ideally scratch but I think I have, you know, I have from, to set
0: myself a target of 7 I really do. You know, this has been a good year. It's the best I've ever hit the ball. You know, I didn't score my best. I actually have my best score this year as well. But as a, on a consistency basis, it was it was more high variance this year for me. But uh, on the whole, I hit the ball better. I've got more solid fundamentals due to lessons and not as much work as I should have done. But um,
2: you, you got to work in your head. I,
0: I do. Yeah. So we were talking about this last night on the range. Actually, when we went to test out James's new. Uh, New clubs, Um, yeah. So we were talking about being aware of our score at all times, and not like I used to do a thing where I wouldn't count my score. I'd know, you'd know, like if I really you get very
1: angry if somebody told you on the tenth. Ah, well done, Barry. That's twenty-one points. You know, oh, more it up. Fuck off! bloody, bloody <laughs> telling me that. <laughs> you yeah, bastard. Gorse, gorse,
0: gorse. Yeah, yeah obviously my yeah, my uh, alter ego accent came out then in those situations. No. but I didn't. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I, did, I didn't. I did like that. Go, go, go. Then I got used to because you go, okay, I have to accept it because somebody's going to do it at some stage. So that was fine. Then I got to a stage. You are aware of where you're at. You you know within one or two shots at the worst what score you're on. But I think it's we were talking about this last night. We need to be getting to a stage where we are exactly aware of. I'm three under my handicap, or I'm four over gross right now, standing on the 17th tee. I you know we need to be able to be aware of that. Embrace it and work with it, and not be not be afraid of it. I think that's that's the thing we're gonna because you're protecting what you have. It's a natural human inclination to protect your score. Oh, I have this really good score right now. I'm on thirty six points on the seventeenth. Don't don't lose it now. Just just sneak in two two pointers and well, no, you've got th- forty th- points. I, I don't like, know
1: if it's about protecting the score, but I think that you need to be aware of if you're on thirty six and you do come in with two twos, you know, and come in with four. That's a good score. Oh yeah, it, it's not. In my opinion, you know, there's no point standing on the 18th and thinking, I have to birdie this. I have no choice but to birdie it. And then go, gee, you know, you're making absolute hands of it. Because you've, you've now put so much pressure on you to, to do something that actually a par would be a good result. Yeah. Put the two points on the card and move on. I think and what they then have let, to do let it, the I reality just... see what happens. If somebody goes and beats you by a point, they beat so you by a is. point. Yeah,
0: but the reality is like not saying I have to birdie it. It's I have to hit two good shots now. Yeah. That's I think that's the key distinction I've made in my head this year. It's execution rather than scoring. My thought process is if I execute a shot well and consistently, you know, and repeat that time after time after time as much as possible in the, round, the score will take care of itself. So I'm now focused on not like I have to get a par here or I have to get a birdie here. I'm like I have to hit a good tee shot and a good second shot, and if I do that, I put myself in a position to hit a good putt, and then a, and then a birdie might result from it. So I I was getting more pleasure out of good execution this year rather than good scores.
1: Lucky because there wasn't too many good scores. No, well that's true, yeah, but and that's the
0: thing, Like I could come in after a really poor, (laughs) I was uh, coughing, I wasn't laughing. I could come in after a really poor round this year, but there could have been like a, one weird shot, one shot, nobody else would think. I'm calling you out on something. I think I was playing the second and you were on the the
2: 10th and I heard you Throwing a bit thats possible, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm saying, like you were—you, you, you know—you were concentrating your execution, but like you were, you were, your head was really getting
0: at you No, that's but that okay. That was a phase in the season that's gone now. But now, like uh, the, the last six, six, seven weeks since I got it, maybe longer since I got over that, I might have had a bad round. But you know, say on the thirteenth, I was hitting just an approach shot, but it was out of the rough, and I was trying to hit a, a low draw with the iron and I hit that shot. Most people are like, oh, a yeah, good shot. Whereas I'd have hit that so pure out of the middle of the face, and it, it went exactly as I planned. That w- that would be enough to make me like, yeah, that was a great shot. I, I can go take that to the next day. Okay. So so what's your goal for the next for next you You're saying seven. seven.
1: I'm saying seven, and you're saying. Uh,
2: well, the ultimate goal I'd say realistic now would be because once you get down to category one, I'm going to say three.
1: Yeah, I, I I would think that's a, a very obtainable. first and foremost. Yeah, it's an attainable.
2: But first and foremost, we be down to category one. One anything.
1: one very quick answer to this: What's the one area of the game you're going to try and work on over the winter to get down to that? What is it that you think? Short game. Short game. Me too. Short game. Short
0: game. Wedges and in all distances from 100 yards in or 110 in. I'm not even talking about 110; I'm talking about 60 yards in. That's for me. Yeah. No, I just want that entire area right right through to greenside. You get those shots in. You know, you if you can bring that circle of 15 foot into 10 foot or 15 foot into like 8 foot, then you're you're increasing your chances of scoring so exponentially. Much more. Exponentially, great word. So that's yeah, that's my big focus. and One of the big things for me is actually to try and concentrate on
2: generating spin in the short game.
0: Oh, you just yeah. use the controller yeah. and just tap tap tap, tap the joystick tap, tap, really tap, fast, tap, tap. yeah. But it's like that's the one the thing, therapy, like you yeah. know, is that I'm I'm
2: beginning to develop certain shots now that although they were mess the shots that I would mess around with mm. up until this year. I'm actually bringing them into my game now mm-hmm. and it's working but I, now I want to it was like they were asking the pros on, on the, in one of those you know, they, sometimes they, they have these kind of little uh, asides in the mm-hmm. European tour where they'd say oh what was your first your favourite moment mm. uh, that, that made you really want to play golf and be a professional and I think one of the first things was Shane Lowry turned around and goes he says I remember the first time I put spin on the ball
0: yeah yeah nice he's I mean, certainly yeah, okay. a man
1: to look for the short game might just answer my own question I'm looking at ball striking with the six, seven irons because I think if I can nail down your six, your seven, and your eight irons, I don't have to worry too much about 60 yards in because I want narrower to the point where I'm green side and then looking at chips and putts, you know, little bump and runs, things like that, removing the necessity for the delicate feely shots at 60 degree, uh, sixty yards what in. If in a
0: par five, what if you're going to get four par
1: fives on a range I of golfers? Driver, yard driver shots. three wood, my friend. Driver three wood. Green side. But see my big thing, my <laughs> big thing
2: about that, right, is that, and this without being smart or anything like that, is that if I'm on a good day playing good golf, that down the downs for me, I'm only ever hitting sand wedge into the second or to, in my second shots in a lot of holes. So that is my within 100 yards. So yeah, if that, that, if that, that's if my second. Good, that's my second, driving day. Yeah, that's my second shot in. You know, look, mm. right, I'm not talking about this as as recovery shots because I would like to be thinking the same thing as you. If I pull or push a shot, I'm going to be greenside. Yeah. Also, sorry, bunkers. Oh, I have
1: to work in my bunker play. Now that I think about
2: it. Well, I don't (laughs) care who teaches me, as long as someone
1: teaches me. (laughs) Uh, Well, look, I'm now going to. We'll all see this time next year. Uh, If anybody has their own opinions on, not our game, because nobody cares about that, but of their own game, what they're going to look at, what they're. Did they meet their targets? What are their targets for next year? At Podcast GTS. I want to hear about that
2: guy who actually got down. Remember, he was saying, I can't remember what his name was, but he was telling a story about how he got down to five. uh, Remember, he said he was listening to the podcast. Oh, yeah. I can't remember what his name was, but if he was listening, I'd like to hear if he got down any further because he said he was to start at 11 or he's just come down. He was playing in this, he won his medal.
0: Barry, I'm sure we'll probably have the name. i that course, in the email, but, yeah. Well, just uh, so if you are
2: listening and you know, just...
0: Are you going to do message. anything over the winter now to help you get your season going? You're doing your yoga. Well, I'm, 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 work, I'm
1: working with Mark again on yeah. the next phase. We've got the new clubs in the bag. I hit them for the first time yesterday. Um, they were nice. Yeah, they're lovely. Um, 716 the AP2s and AP2
0: the... AP2
1: and the TMB 4-iron and an 816 H1 19-degree... Uh, Horrible weather out there yesterday, but just when you're talking about the wind, like there was some of the shots that were just so pure through the wind that they, the, the wind that was howling from the right didn't move them. Yeah. I, I love them. I thought that, you know, if I can strike them like that out on the course and I can start putting together 18 holes of striking in the irons like that but there's a lot of work you know I I, I don't think we're anywhere close to getting the maximum mm. out of them right now so
0: I got to uh, yeah before we we'll do a proper review and then a couple oh, well, weeks yeah. time and you've hit them a bit more but like just I have my I have the 712 AP2s and I was hitting that side by side with yours and obviously the shaft is matched up to you but it's not t- too far away from what would be okay for me and the one thing I noticed was they're more forgiving than mine were on off centre hits um, which which is great. You know, it proves that they're, they're progressing their technology. Uh, they were nice. I like the satin finish on the top, so you're not going to get that shine if you have a weird angle of sun someday. But um, yeah, I think they're going to be great for you. you know, far, Much more of a players club. And um, yeah, look, we'll have a few we'll more a proper, over, I think we're playing twice it. this weekend, so yeah, we'll have a little bit I'll more be, be, for you to talk about next yeah, week. Yeah,
1: I'll be up hitting them again tomorrow, so we'll have an idea. And I'll have a new. Uh, cheat sheet uh, in due course with all my new distances uh, for, for, for these clubs Yeah, very impressive. the LPGA tour was over in oh no that's a good question where was it over in? Taiwan oh Taiwan. that was it yes the Fubon LPGA Taiwan Championship uh, was held at the weekend and Lydia Ko has uh, marched back to form which blew everybody out of the water at this competition 69-67-67 65 for 268, 20 under, nine ahead of two South Koreans, and then Charlie Hall down in fourth, Suzanne Pedersen down in fifth. But really, it was a one-woman show. And uh, Lydia Ko has, as I understand it, become the fastest person to 10 tour victories, the youngest person to 10 tour victories on the LPGA. It's just a season that just keeps on going for Lydia Ko. And uh, she just pockets another 300 grand. Uh, That's some
0: serious ass-kicking
1: it really is like uh, we say it every week we don't get to see a huge amount of the LVGA over here but you know she s- simply just started with the 69 and just kept on going you usually see a good thursday and then kind of friday saturday sunday get progressively worse this was 69 on thursday 67 67 65 <laughs> you, you know people putting that together is always going to to win uh looking at the hong kong um the the Hong Kong Open, which was the UBS Hong Kong Open, and uh, the Englishman Justin Rose came out on a tense uh, final fight with... um, Now Lucas
0: Bjerregaard. That's my best Danish Um, accent.
1: By a single shot. It it looked to me like, you know, it was really Justin Rose all the way, and then all of a sudden he was looking over his back shoulder and all of a sudden there's guys coming up the rear view that put a little bit of pressure on him. Was it comfortable? Was it was it as nervy as I I saw it as? Or
0: well, well Beargard made it really easy for him when he threw in a a double bogey on the fourteenth. So that re that really eased the pressure off Rose. I, did you get you me? got to see a bit of this. I, one watched, this. Yeah, yeah. Have, I watched it. Yeah, You kick in. Oh and no! You take but over no, 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 like
2: the the fact of matter is that like it was it was a scenario where it was the Justin Rose show. Uh, he was playing some really really solid golf uh, as he has been doing. You know he's. You know he, he. You know by winning this competition, he has kept his streak going, where he's won a, a competition in every uh, each of the last six
1: years or something yeah, like that. Yeah.
2: Um, he pushes him up to fourth in the in
1: the, the race to Dubai. In race to Dubai.
2: He's also at this moment in time. He's currently the he's got the best stroke average um, on the European Tour at the moment. Um, but it was the Justin Rose show, and then all of a sudden on Saturday, I think it was that uh, Beauregard shot a sixty-three, and uh or Friday,
0: just to keep him, yeah. yeah, yeah, to it was, grab on Thursday to just, Justin Rose. Yeah, it
2: was. That he had to be, needed to be doing that. But I remember I was watching. Obviously, they were battling to and fro on Sunday, and uh but it was lovely to see uh the two guys. Went, uh, on Twitter then afterwards to see that. Yeah,
1: to, to congratulate him that each they were other. looking forward to yeah. having a, a, another battle in yeah, the future. Yeah,
2: because Justin Rose was as, as, you know, as magnanimous in defeat or in victory as he would have been in yeah, defeat. Yeah, I, so I, I think,
1: I think the thing about Justin Rose is I, I find it always a bit hard to warm to him, but I think seeing that kind of made me kind of go, actually, do you know what? Kind of like him a bit more. I, I don't know why. I just never quite warmed to oh, him. Oh, I but, love Justin Rose. I, I like him but, uh, a lot. I did in yeah. the
2: beginning when he came. When, I you agree. Know, yeah, there was something about him that I thought he was a bit knackerish for some <laughs> reason. But <that's>, that that <laughs> might
1: be that <laughs> might be uh, still where I'm at. If that oh, yeah. Makes no, sense, but then that, that changed, I, I, and but, then I actually
2: find every time I'm looking at him this season, I find it quite amusing to look at him because I think he did something to his teeth. Okay. I don't know if you uh, noticed, well, Justin no. Rose.
1: If you're listening, up, oh, no, yes. no, no, no,
2: no. He did something to improve potentially his teeth. I don't know, but they look. Perfect. Oh, he's got the American smile. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. He's like, it's like he, he got a major... That's what he's done. He he's, got
1: he's got them Americanized. Yeah, but okay. um,
2: I, I still think he's a lovely, lovely guy. Are you
1: sure you just didn't get high def Sky Sports? You're well, watching like, him at <laughs> <laughs> high def. <depth. It's> right.
2: <laughs> but the fact of the matter is, the golf was stunning. No matter what way you look at it, the well, golf, let's, golf was stunning.
0: His, let, his swing is it. fantastic. Oh, it's the robot. J- like
1: it's Justin Rose. Every shot. It, 65, 66, 64, 68, uh, 17 under, Um guard had uh, 66, 66, 63, 69. Yeah, 63, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it was it was right there between them at minus 16. One shot. bit of a distance back then into Matthew Fitzpatrick. Uh, Seaman Lee and Patrick Reed um, kind of were, were coming back at 11 under. They were really the also-rans in this competition. But Justin Rose, major winner. Looking back on this season for him, do you feel that... You yeah, kind of want to go, where was this in the middle of the season at, at, at the different majors? Do you kind of feel that, mm. you know, he just seems to have shown the form maybe a little bit too late this I, year? i he probably, probably agree, it's a little bit
0: of a missed time, but you'll take a win any time of year and he'll, this is only he'll, he'll start be, at this Well, that's the thing, he'll be well, well the end of the year, I know, going into I know. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. but like. He'll be a, he'll he'll look at what happened this year and he'll try fine tune it so he peaks at about you know at a more optimum time for the majors
1: next year. I, How many majors will Justin Rose win next year?
0: Next year
2: or in his career? we'll,
1: we'll, we'll give you we'll give you a three year period, because next year next is going to be a very tough year well, where there's so many high quality but and then like, he's, 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 won, he's 15, won one, hasn't he?
0: Yeah. That's the next yeah, it's the next four years of major and that's sixteen majors. How many does he win? Or do you want to go the next three years? Well, no,
1: we can players? go We can go the next four years. I, four think he by wins, four. I think he
0: wins one. One. I think, one out of six. I, I think he's going to win
1: four in his career. It just depends what part of the career.
2: I don't know, but I think that's... At the end of his career, he's going to turn and say he's won four. It's a good shout. Yeah,
1: yeah I, I think it would be very disappointing. If I don't see one over the next four years, I would start questioning... Where it is that he's failed? Like it depends, obviously, if he's injured and things like that. That obviously goes without saying. Yeah, but, su- 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 you assuming know, healthy golfer, it, yeah. it's fine. And and you know, this was a, a decent enough tournament of people that were mm-hmm. there. But you know, for Justin Rose, for me, yes, major winner, but he needs to be multiple major winner for you know to be put in that category. I don't think he wants to be remembered
2: for that two iron that he hit in
0: Marion.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that's... You crazy. know, I know there's
2: a, there's a mark on the ground similar to a Ben Hogan. That was a
0: four-iron rose hit. Sorry. From the spot where Ben, ben Hogan had hit it. a two-iron. Yeah. Yeah, so I, well, I don't
1: think he wants to be remembered
0: for that. So I think he well, wants he to be like remembered for other things, two, but that, that is it. a spectacular thing to be remembered for, though.
1: How much should we laud um, guard for his performance over the weekend? Um, you know, is this a guy that we should be angling towards Ryder Cup? Selection or is this? I think is this. He, I maybe think
0: he, he'll be sniffing around the spots. I think he's.
1: I
2: think there's so many golfers that are just you know primed for the Ryder Cup. The problem is, where is the Ryder Cup being held? America. Boom. Game over. None of these guys are going to be able to do it on the American turn. On the American. On the Americans.
1: On the American
2: soil, excuse me. You're looking at your Roses, you're looking at your McElroys, you're looking at your guys who are playing in America regularly, winning in America regularly. Well, These guys are going to be crying really, for a couple of years' time.
1: Is, is it bad to say, is it unfortunate to say that nearly the best team that Europe could play against is actually the second European team because of the likes of these are, are hugely, you know, the quality that's underneath at the moment this Category 1 European player... Your Justin Roses, your, you know, um, Stenson's, your Stensons, your, Stenson's your Rorys, these guys. Sergios. You know, like, I know Sergio
2: isn't playing great golf, but he has played on those. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. But we now many.
1: look at the second tier of, you know, guys who Matthew aren't household names. But well, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick is guy exactly guy. the person that I wanted to bring. Like, he was third yesterday, uh, last week, minus 11. You know, 66, uh, 67, 67, 67, 66, 69. Any other week, that's a pretty good round of golf. You know, four days of fairly consistent golf. Well, it's not going to lose by six shots. You know, but to, yeah, exactly. But is Matthew Fitzpatrick? You know, and I see Ian Poulter coming out this week yeah, saying so he's, that, he's, he's, that he's he's the, the English
0: speaker or something like that. No, no.
1: I just you're looking at what is the second yeah. tier of quality European. I don't know. I'm being slightly disrespectful to these players because they're not second tier at all. They're just not world-renowned names like Sergio, like yes. like like Justin Rose, yet. But Matthew Fitzpatrick, it's another fabulous result this week. He's continuing his mm. form that he's had over the last couple of weeks.
2: But Matthew Fitzpatrick is the kind of person that I would love to see playing in the Ryder Cup. But, you know, because he's only 21, it'd be like McElroy when he came onto the scene a few years ago and they put him at McDowell.
1: Mm-hmm. They had
2: played together through the World Cup and stuff mm-hmm. like that. It was kind of like a mentor. This is, is gonna be Matthew Fitzpatrick's Rose or something like that. Rose.
1: Is yeah. it unfortunate that or the, postman. The, the American team has the President's Cup, has that ability to have another breeding ground for, for these players? Is this something that you know we're gonna end up with so many good players like Matthew Fitzpatrick that we could end up with a glut of of debutants going to America? That would be something that would be a fear to us.
2: Well, the only thing about it is the fear factor would be taken away uh, because you're still going to have your Heinrich Stenson. You're still going to have your McIlroy. You're still going to have your Rose. You're still going to have your blah blah blah. whoever else, the guys yeah. who have played, the guys who are always there. You may have four debutants, right? You're not going to have six
0: saying, of your team being
2: you're gonna four, rookies. You're going to have four rookies, right? And then what you'll have is you'll have the captain's picks, right, which is three...
1: Year,
0: four? Yeah, three, three or four. This three, year. isn't it? Yeah. well, I think Do it's, it's five, five and two,
2: or is it five, four and three? Anyway, the captain's picks will be based on debut. You know, rookies dependent on the team. So, for example, if he does have four rookies by right, you're looking at the potential then to bring in the likes so of Westwood who hasn't qualified or Garcia who hasn't qualified. Or you know someone who's been there, done
0: that. You know, or bring or bring another rookie in who's not afraid to give it a bash. These guys aren't afraid to. Like so Larry, 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 well, who's now well, established, well, established a name for himself, is still a rookie. And okay, right we're going to be moving Top on team to, team to talk. We we'll, can we'll move on to, well, about, yeah, to let's, let's, let's talk. Well, yeah, let let's talk about this because these guys aren't afraid to mix it up. with big boys, we're looking at a pretty solid field this week. You know, you. Whoa! Well, so, well, before you say anything about that, for an early season event, go
2: on. I was just going to say that. These guys, when they're playing in these LPGA tour things, they're playing for themselves, right? They're playing for their cards, they're playing for their 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 career, their money, whatever. The we can talk about the Ryder Cup in another in another yeah, edition, yeah, but, but the Ryder Cup is the Ryder Cup, and you're playing for a team. Every putt is letting down twelve other people or eleven other people. or yeah. 15 it's, a people. it's a different
1: it's a different mindset. It's just a let's, tweak of let's, the let's mindset. Let's move to the the states because I do think that this is. We're talking about rookies. We're talking about young players. The the Shriners uh, Hospital for Children Open took place over the weekend, um, and Smiley Smiley Hoffman Kaufman uh, became the second rookie winner in two tournaments um, of the new PGA Wraparound Tour season. Well, <laughs> um, and uh, I have to say, you know, in my opinion, his final round, ten under par, sixty one, to win it by a shot after a glut of people who are uh, behind him on minus 15. Um, Kevin Na and a few other big names. But it was an impressive 61 and and an impressive birdie putt on 18 on the 72nd hole, downhill, fast. And uh, he certainly gave it a go. He wasn't leaving it short.
0: Oh, that's the way to win a tournament, isn't it? Come back in 29, finish with a birdie on 18. And... uh Stand stand there in the range, juggling balls and hitting the ball in the air while you're waiting for everybody else can to try. I, can, to I cast can I say your something? Like, is there an element of? And don't get me
2: wrong. Uh, the day that I shoot sixty one in on a golf course is the day that I'm either going to America or giving up the game. Well, you're right? sitting on your couch, playing I would, time yeah, I would, golf. I
1: would give up the game. Yeah. But do
2: you know what I mean? Like, I'm not taking anything away from this guy sixty one because I, I, it's something I would only ever dream of, and it might even be construed as a wet dream. Okay, but the fact of the matter is that do you think there was an element of? To maybe it was very early in the day when he was going out like he was a long long way back so much pressure taken off you know I think you know it was like he, oh. was, he, he shut a 61 before the leaders even went out no, no I, I know I, that's I a think, bit of an exaggeration yeah I think he was a long they, way ahead. I
1: think he was signing his card for a 61 when the guys were teeing off on the 8th I think yes. that was roughly but having said that it certainly posted the number that none of them were able to obtain. And that's
0: like he. He knew. He saw himself up there. Like he saw. Like he'd see himself at the
1: leaderboards. Can I? Can I say this? J- just let's let's focus in slightly. I loved his passion. I loved the fist pump at the end. You know, he knew that sixty-one had a chance, and um, there was big names behind Alex Checa. I know he was. You know, has been off the tour, went back through the Web.com, came on, but a guy who's there or thereabouts in the past,
0: experienced guy, experienced
1: guy, Kevin now, experienced. Like there was guys. Um, you know that were behind him that could have gone and tried to attack that. You know, and we're going to talk in a minute about the player who didn't know we needed a birdie on eighteen. Mm. And, and another so rookie, but who was right up there. Let's just talk about Smiley for a second. He earned his card for this season by finishing sixth on last season's Web.com. After coming home in 29 and securing the win, he will now receive the invitation to play at next year's Masters, along with his exemption through to the 2016 27 season. Mm-hmm. Similar to what we said last year, you, go, you yeah. know, it's 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 an incredible achievement. We, talk off off week, right now to yeah, we talked last week, yeah, and we talked last week about how great advice. these the Web.com Tour clearly is to project, you know, to have these, mm. and the fact that we don't have the big, 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 big names playing this week give these guys an opportunity to secure a tour card. And take the pressure off for the rest of the season to enjoy their game, win some money. A guy like him, you know, he did it, he posted the number. Are you disappointed in the guys who were finishing at minus 15, not really pushing themselves or not being able to get up to that minus sixteen. I wouldn't be anywhere
0: near as disappointed as the next six guys who didn't get that
1: match that total. That's what I'm asking. Those yeah. those guys there they are you disappointed be, in those six inf- for not getting to the minus sixteen. Well, they they should be looking at the minus seventeen.
2: But rather than minus sixty yeah, yeah, so so goals to, but the
0: same yeah, but you know the thing is it's like it's you just you know you need to get they knew they needed to get to 16 they're like 16's the number 16's the number if I get to that I'm in the playoff Seven, if I get to 16 yeah maybe I can give myself oh, a chance to get to 17 I'm 9.7 all I need is 9.3 to exactly, get to 9.4 exactly
2: oh my try line fever oh no that's the thing it's the exact same thing it doesn't matter whether you're an amateur or so, whether you're a
0: professional doesn't matter everybody suffers with game now look I I caught the the towards the end of it, and I thought Kevin now was very unlucky to run over the edge on sixteen, seventeen, and eighteen with good putts. Jason Bone put a, like had a phenomenal put that that's two weeks in a row for now
1: Yeah, two weeks in a yeah, row. To, came yeah. Second last week, lost well, in the
0: he, he must want, He must be just going. What do I have to do to get a win? You know he's only the only won once on tour, but he's got eight second places. Drivers off the deck. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah. I, I, I think yeah. Uh, I, I think the
1: comment by Kevin Nah afterwards, which is, uh, I'm sure he's a great player. This is in relation to Kaufman. Yeah. I, I'm I'm sure he's a great player. I don't know him very well, but he played a hell of a round, and hats off to him. <laughs> Read between the lines. Who the fuck is he? Yeah. <laughs> why has he stolen my trophy? <laughs> but but uh, the thing about it is,
2: people are coming out going, why? Are, you know, it's funny that this guy was unheard of. Really, like you know, that can kind of way, and now all of a sudden he's a household name because of his name. Smiley, Smiley. yeah. yeah. Are,
1: nobody knows his second name. No, it's all it's Smiley. Like You're yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's probably down having something so, to do. I mean, <laughs> let's talk about
0: <laughs> Patton Kazire for a second. He willfully ignores leaderboards, and this is what sparked our conversation on the range last night. He willfully ignores leaderboards and says, my goal is just to make a birdie on every hole. And on 18, he didn't know he needed a birdie to match Smiley Kaufman and... I, I don't know it's probably it's probably something that he needs to to embrace and get over or get used to or figure out because he might have played a more aggressive iron or a different style of shot to get to get the ball in tighter to give himself a better chance a birdie Yeah. You know, even though he's gone for a standard birdie attempt you know so look it, it's, a, it's it's a great it's a great debut for him you know he was the web.com money leader last year and uh, it proves the effectiveness of this web.com tour seeding system of of giving cards to these guys uh, rather than just queue school to get your card on tour. These guys are ready to come out and win awesome. straight away. Yeah, but like, look at what's happened so far. They don't, they don't care who they're playing. Rio up against. and Kaufman
2: and you know coming straight yeah. through the first couple of weeks, they're already winning prizes. I mean, Bre- Brett
0: I mean, Stegmeier there as well. Yeah. Tied second. They're ready and waiting to win from day
1: one. Um, well, uh, he's, he's smi- it's great to see. He's smiling all the way to the bank with there. $1.1 oh! million dollars in his back Boom. pocket. So, uh, so <laughs> we wish him the very best of luck. We may never hear of him again, but if nothing else, we've enjoyed this week. And uh, it was, uh, it was an incredible... watching. Well, it was an incredible 61. It's a Sunday. And, and I, I have to say, I, I found it very enjoyable to watch, uh, mainly because I was in Leitrim and it was better that than listening to my wife. But uh, the LPGA moves on to the Blue Bay LPGA in uh, Lake Blue Bay Sorry, Golf Club. I was trying to um, the in the lap. In China, yeah. no, that's all right. Um, I have no idea who won this last year. I'm not sure who's playing this week, but Barry might. I don't know. if uh, he has Yeah, I'll give the, the top odds. few of the odds.
0: Uh, Lydia Ko five to two. N.B. Park eleven to two. Shan Shan Feng is eleven to one. As is Suzanne Pedersen. Stacey Lewis is fourteen to one. Amy Yang sixteen to one, and the rest of the field are twenty five to one or further out than that.
1: Well, let's look at the I suppose the main tour event this week um, is the European Tour has moved to the Turkish Airlines Open in the Montgomery Max Royal in Turkey, seven thousand one hundred thirty three yard par seventy two. And I suppose this is where the big boys are starting now to come in. This is the start of the race to Dubai. Final series. We've got yeah. three or four rounds before the, the the big the big one in Dubai. Rory McElroy um is four to one, Shane Lowry fourteen to one, uh Vietzberger is twenty to one, Matthew Fitzpatrick twenty to one, Danny Willett twenty to one, Andy Sullivan twenty two to one, Carl Swartzel, twenty two to one, Chris Wood is twenty two to one and Ian Poulter Twenty-five to one. we had a good week last week, but trailed off towards the end. All and things considered, considered or all things considered, everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, Graham McDowell twenty-eight to one. Jamie Jamie Donaldson thirty to one, and then we kind of move out. And I'm putting it out here, lads, straight away.
2: Yeah. I'm saying that there'll be McIlroy and Larry coming down the back nine on Sunday.
1: It would be great for. for I'm calling it now. Well, you know that, and I think McElroy's going to win it. Well, four to one. I'm sure he could probably get better odds. Go to and. Um, I think he's nine to
0: two as well. Odds checker.
1: Odds checker, yeah, and yeah. and and go through uh, our friend's uh, website. He'll probably have a few bets. Uh,
0: Golfbettingsystem.co.uk. Steve um, Bamford and Paul Williams, if they also have good write-ups on every week on every yeah, tips. The main events um, tips and
1: stats. We FRLs. Saw, we saw Rory <laughs> two weeks ago playing over in America. in the fries, says his head may not have been quite there if we read between the lines of wanting to be watching the Irish rugby team and so on. This is now back to where he has gotten the exemption to be playing through this series, mainly for, I think, commercial reasons more than anything for the European tour. He was odds-on, well and truly, to win a couple of weeks ago. Four to one for a guy who hasn't won... Two weeks ago, and didn't particularly put an awe-inspiring rounds together. He's the man to my right. Will is is putting all his hard-earned pocket money into a uh, Rory to be winning the trophy this week. Is the Turkish Airlines Open heading back to Rory McElroy's stable? I don't know. If I knew that, I'd be a very rich, man. But <laughs> well, would you I, be putting your hard-earned? I pocket money? At, no, I won't be back. No, I won't
0: be back in Rory. At anybody
1: that's out there, you know, an Andy Sullivan, Charles Swartzel. Is there anybody that that does tickle your fancy?
0: Um, Not right now, no. okay. Uh, unfortunately, I haven't had got around to do my in-depth research for the oh, us like, like, Okay, let's think about it, right? The fact of the matter is that who's
2: playing well at the moment? Charles Swartz is playing well, but he can't bring it over the line. He's still freaking out with himself every time he gets close to being back to his good level that he was, right? So you can't really say that he's going to win it. Andy Sullivan's a winner already this season, but when, when Andy Sullivan's on... He's, he is um you know well you can
1: look at Lucas puregard Bure, uh, who who was second last week We just spoke at length he's fifty to one Peter Uline, top ten again last week um you know sixty to one um you know there, there is there is i think a lot of value further down of course there is, when yeah. you when you look beyond but I' say about the dream that I
2: had that it was McElroy no, yeah but nine.
1: but sorry you had yeah but you forget that actually in your dream you were the three way in that I was, I was the <laughs> third <laughs> You're the person third in playing Nazi. that game of golf uh, exactly yeah um, there was nothing so the PGA goes to the CIN uh, do we call it the CINB classic yeah, or yeah, is that yeah, actually yeah. a word uh, classic it's the Kuala it's Lumpur um, well you never know it's one of those weird ones uh, in Kuala Lumpur um, in Malaysia it's 6,990 yard par 72 um, it's, quite short it's a, it's it's a 72 good yeah though. it's a short enough course and um, I think Ryan Moore is the defending champion of this. Henrik Stenson is leading the odds, 13 to two. Kevin Na 14 to one. Brandon Grace 16 to one. Sergio is 16 to one. Matsuyama 16 to one. Ryan Moore, defending champion, 20 to one. Patrick Reed 20 to one. Adam Scott 22 to one. Justin Thomas 22 to one. And then we kind of move out from there. Lahari is 25 to one. Paul Casey 25 to one. Danny Lee 28 to one. Um, if we were if we were looking at this as a, uh, as a on a betting side of things, you'd be looking at another potential rookie to uh, to walk away with it. But I don't think historically that's the case. Barry, you're you're probably you know lost <laughs> all your blood to your head, so you can't think right now. But because is, be is at the top. <laughs> Um, That's a bit short for it, him, for me, it, even it,
0: for me now. Um, 14 to
1: 1, Kevin, nah, two, two top two finishes last year. Third well, time's He's charm. playing I want
0: good golf. He's playing great golf. Uh, I might put a cheeky figure on Paul Casey, he's playing very well at the moment. Uh, okay, it's it just twenty five to one. Sure. Actually, I must say the last time I bet, bet backed Casey, he fucking withdrew from the event, so that was annoying. So hopefully he doesn't do that to me this time. Did you do get your money back though in that scenario? Don't you? Uh, no, because he, start, he, he teed started. He Yeah, he started oh, like oh. like like a jackass. A jackass. Yeah, um, exactly.
2: <laughs> any good fit? Um, I I genuinely th- I think that Kevin I uh, he I I like to think of, you know when these golfers they're playing good golf it's like Jack Nicklaus. And Jack Nicklaus always turned around and he said that I don't really take much notice of what everyone else is doing. If I play the game of golf that I want to play, and I do it regularly, I will play my scores, and then if someone else beats me on the day, so be it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Kevin, he's just playing well. I've got a sneaky suspicion he's going to do it this week.
1: Yeah, 14-1. to 1, um, Five places on Paddy Power. Yeah, Henry Stance is going to choke. Um, <laughs> it, it, I, I would be interested to see how many of the favourites seem to be guiding over the line at the moment, because very few, clearly, in the last few weeks have. Um, it's like to go the races <laughs> right well on that note thanks Will for that uh, thank you Barry for all your input this week thank you Will for your semi input this week cheers I want to thank you the listeners um, get in contact with us at podcast GTS on Twitter at goodtalkspoiled at gmail.com you'll find us on Facebook on iTunes let your friends know that we exist if you enjoyed, let us know. If you don't, perhaps keep it to yourself. So <laughs> I want to wish everybody who is playing this week all the very best, and we will talk to you this time next week.
0: Bye, Iron. Bye, well, you're fine. Bye-bye.